1: sure the dominion show was um just for me because i understood the whole entire thing and then there's the little people and they have all these different colors it was amazing it was the most incredible thing that i've ever seen because king bob okay king bob
2: wow i think tassie
1: really liked king bob i'm pretty sure (laughs) king bob was the highlight of her everything
2: Oh, well welcome! It is another edition of Sift Pop, and excited to be talking several things today. Uh, we're going to chat Minions, X-Files, some other fun stuff, and excited to have you here. As always, join us live on Fridays at noon on Mixler. That's Mixler.com slash live. I think there's some dashes in there as well.
1: <laughs> yes, um, there are technically and dashes. And
2: welcome to everybody. We've already got we got a
1: packed house. We've got a
2: packed house already. Uh, welcome to... Uh, I want to say
1: hi to Bob.
2: Hey, Bob.
1: It's good to see you.
2: Yeah. And uh, Edward and Caleb and Ida and Monstrix. Good to see Monstrix hanging out. Yeah. So and several others uh, who we can't see because also you can listen to aaronandanae.com. It just streams from there. Mm-hmm. And so if you listen there, you can't really get involved in the chat. But if you go to Mixler, you can kind of chat with us and say hey and uh, and do whatever you want to do. So we're gonna we're gonna talk some movies. And as always, on Friday, we have a rotating group of geeks, and we've got the original geek in the house. It's Captain Logan. What's going on, man?
0: Hey everybody, how's it going?
1: <laughs> hey everybody.
0: <laughs> oh, I've missed you guys. We've missed oh, you we've too. we've missed you too. Now, if this, you don't, this this rotating geek thing, man, just bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I hate it. I feel so bad about it, man. I'm just like trying to take care of my kids during the day,
1: hoping to make it through the
0: show. <laughs> Well, guys.
1: It's, it's fun, though, because we have had an opportunity to, you know, connect with other uh, people, too. We've had the rotating geek thing happening. But if you've watched any of our YouTubes from uh, earlier on in the year and last year we do a segment called The Critic, The Geek, and The Girl on the YouTube channel, and that's sort of been absorbed by what we're doing today, so...
2: Yeah, it is now Sift Pop hosted by The Critic, The Geek, and The Girl. I'm The Critic, Danae's The Girl, and Cap is is The Geek, and will always have that geek. place as the original geek in The Critic, The Geek, and The Girl, and is always welcome back to chat movies <laughs> with us and
1: You're getting and hang some out. love in the comments.
2: Yes, uh, lots of people saying hey hey" to you in the comments. So. Oh,
1: great, cool.
0: Hi, hi, everybody. Danae, I got. I, I think I've think I missed you the most. oh uh, Wait a second. I'm the, sitting mostly, right here. Hey,
1: hey Aaron. Mostly because
0: let, I just talked to Aaron five days ago.
2: Yeah, <laughs> let
1: me have my moment, man. Okay,
2: okay. Yes, I'm sorry. He
1: missed me the most. It's okay.
2: It is okay. <laughs> it is okay. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us what you missed about Danae, Cap.
1: Yeah, oh, Cap. Danae's hilarious. That is true. I am hilarious. That
2: is very, very true. I got
1: jokes, everybody. <laughs> I got the jokes. <laughs>
2: Uh, so today we're going to start off talking Minions. Uh, Danae and I had a chance to screen it yesterday. Cap, did you get a chance to get out and, and screen some Minions?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. In cool. fact, uh, we, just, we just shot and posted uh, our non-spoiler review on the channel last night. Yeah. Tell me a little, tell those
2: who may not be familiar with your channel, because we know we have people coming in from various places. Tell them a little bit about what you do at Geekvolution and how they can connect with you and and see your stuff.
0: Oh, wow. Jeez. Okay. I'll try to do this in like 200 words or less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Geekvolution uh, is is our is our YouTube channel. Uh, it's it's me and uh, I'm, I'm in nearly every video, but then we have a, a whole bunch of other uh, folks that come in and help us out. And uh, we do daily content. Uh, we we're known primarily for superhero and comic book stuff. Uh, I've, my my main show is called Superhero Rewind, which is in depth story analysis on every superhero movie ever made because I'm insane. And <laughs> we're and we do uh, we do new movie reviews on a show called uh, How We're Feeling, and uh, we we do. Um, we do, my, we do we do we do shows on all kinds of different topics we do star trek and we do a lot of science fiction and we do um a live show uh at the end of the week on sunday is about every uh, comic book show that's on the air right now with the exception of walking dead but i might be working on that soon so anyway uh yeah tons of just 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 tons of different programming uh, it's it's uh, it's geekfolution on youtube uh at geekfolution on twitter uh we're also on facebook uh so yeah that
1: was good. Check well well done. Dave-
0: I, content every
2: day. I would highly recommend to hit the subscribe button on Geekvolution. Lots of great content that you put out. Um, did you mention who reviews the reviewers cuz that's something we still do together?
0: Uh, I did. I did not know. Uh, there's just there's just a million things. Yeah, who is the reviewer? Is is our yearly uh, reality show, uh, re- reality style contest series where we put um, eight or this year it was twelve uh, contestants through uh, a, a gauntlet of review challenges. Uh, folks that are trying to break into the uh, video reviewing game. And uh, Aaron is one of my judges. He won the contest last year. Yeah, you uh, did, job, Aaron.
2: <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's he's one of our judges, and uh, we we have a we we have a great time. It's really fun. Uh, we've got an amazing group of guys this year uh, uh, that, that are that are our contestants, and um, it's been it's been really close and really tough every round already. So, very very cool. Um, all right, so we're gonna start chatting about minions.
2: Before we do, I'm gonna play a little bit of a clip. Oh, for are you. you gonna play a clip? I'm gonna play a clip.
1: Okay. It is time to get down to business. Do you know who this is?
0: Uh, la cucaracha? This is Queen Elizabeth, ruler of England. Oh, I love England. The music, the fashion. I'm seriously thinking about overthrowing it someday. <gasps> anyway, this pale drink of water oversees it all. I'm her biggest fan. I love her work. And I really, really, really want her crown. <laughs> Steal me the crown, and all your dreams come true. Respect. Power. Banana. Banana.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sandra Bullock uh, voicing that voice there and doing a great banana uh, from the Minions. That, of course, sums up kind of the plot, which is basically the Minions are going to find a new villain. They find this woman. uh, Her name's slipping my mind. Uh, what was the villain's name?
0: Scarlet Overkill, Scarlet Overkill.
2: Scarlet Overkill. And she sends them to capture the crown of the Queen of England so she can be queen. Other than that, it's a lot of gibberish speaking and, you know, typical kind of jokes that you get from a uh, Despicable I have Me to say films.
1: I I started off the day. This is two weeks in a row where I have done power watching movies in order to prepare for our Sif Pop because... We did Terminator, and I watched the original Terminator and then most of the second one Mm -hmm. before going straight to the theater to see Genesis. Yeah. Yesterday, I did kind of the same thing. I started off the day, finished my work as fast as possible, put up Despicable Me because I had never seen it, and then immediately jumped into the second one and then left for the theater to watch Minions.
2: Yeah. You had a, a, like a...
1: There was a lot of little yellow people in my day (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) So, I didn't even know really what I was getting into, except for that I've seen these plush toys everywhere.
2: So, talk a little bit about your experience then. Just briefly, each of us say, you know, maybe kind of what the, how the movie, how do you think it was?
1: Um, I watched a kid's movie. (laughs) Okay. That's that's pretty much sums up my day. (laughs) It was a kid's movie.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. What do you think, Cap? I absolutely agree with you. In fact, that when we reviewed it last night, uh, what, what, I, what I wrote on my board, you guys won't be able to see this because you're on audio, but wait, when, I, when, I, when, I wrote, uh, when I wrote my board, I said, uh, this, made, this movie made me feel like uh, you, you have to be uh, no more than this tall to write this line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's, that's a, a great good way to, way to sum it up. That's a great way what to sum it up. What about you, Aaron? I,
2: that is exactly right. I think it's one, you know, the kids certainly loved it. They were having a great time. I took a couple of my boys. They thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. Did they really? They really did. Okay. Um, and they had a great time, and I just sat there the whole time going, where's where's the story? Where's the character yeah. I'm supposed to fall yeah. in love with? Where's, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if part of that is coming off of Inside Out, you know, which was so deep and so, you know, thinky and still a great kids movie, but you come away from these and you go, oh, yeah, that's that's right. Sometimes they just make the movie for the kids.
1: <laughs> I think I had one good laugh.
2: Yeah? What I was it?
1: The very, very end. So it was the kind of laugh where I'm like, finally, something made me laugh. <laughs> um, but there were kids laughing because, you know, there's minion butts in this movie. <laughs> right. Just a heads up. There are little yellow rear ends. And so, but, you know, that so there's like different kinds of levels of laughter for the kids as the movie is going on. But I really actually thought that the audience was kind of lackluster throughout most of it, too. There was a couple good, couple good laughs in there, but.
2: Yeah. I will mention, you mentioned you laughed at something at the end, and I don't want you to necessarily give it away. But if you do want to know what she laughed at, we actually have decided for Sift Pop, once we're done recording the uh, live the podcast, the patio show, <laughs> half podcast, <laughs> half radio. Uh, I, don't want so. the po-
1: I don't want patio to take off. <laughs> you keep saying patio, it just. I don't know. I don't know. It it
2: just sounds dirty. It does
1: sound dirty.
2: But it's not. But it's not. So what we'll do is after the live portion is over, we'll go ahead and record a spoiler portion that we'll put up in the podcast feed. So if you want to hear kind of spoiler talk about the movies we talk about, you'll need to subscribe to Sift Pop uh, on iTunes or Stitcher.
1: And then we'll release The inside, we'll get to the details of the plot line that if you're an adult, it probably doesn't matter anyway.
2: So what about you, Cap? Did you find anything funny for you?
0: Yeah, you know, I guess our audience, Denis, uh, was was enjoying it more than yours was, and kept laughing at things that I didn't really think was funny, but then I was surprised by the few times where no one was laughing at things that clearly were supposed to be a joke. Yeah, uh, You'd look around, and the audience goes, why is that a joke? I don't understand. Uh, Some of the uh, period 1968 humor was kind of funny. I don't know why we, we exclusively were making fun of music and nothing else, but I thought that the bit with uh, the, the monkey's bit was funny. There, there's there's a couple things here and there like that. Uh, but but yeah, for the most part really forgettable. I mean I'm glad we're talking about it today because if we talk about it next week I would not remember yeah. anything. Yeah, that's that a I great remember, point. That I saw.
1: Yeah, this is that kind of a movie where after you finish watching it you just sort of like flush mm-hmm. and then it's just something that you watch. It's like I don't know what my takeaway from this movie is. I don't know what I'm gonna like walk away from thinking about this particular my, one. My takeaway, of course, is cash grab,
0: and that's okay. I mean, like, like uh, you know, for, for the people that think the minions are really cute and really funny, uh, they're it's it's gonna be exactly what they wanted. It's just not for me but yeah it's like Aaron was saying it's completely lacking in the uh, heart and the, character- in the characterization of the, uh, of, of the Despicable Me movies I mean like Aaron it's not just I don't think it's just because you saw Inside Out I think it's also because it's not consistent in level of storytelling uh, from the previous movies in its own franchise
1: well but I feel like and maybe I'm a little bit wrong on this so the movie kind of starts off with the whole like how did the minions even come to be and what's their purpose and how did they get to the point where we see them in Despicable Me
2: Yeah, super long origin story. It's
1: like, yeah, it's like their origin story and how they kind of have come to, but like minions were basically, you know, born to be the minion. To to, serve evil, to to serve villains. Yeah, to serve the villain. And so there there was a lot of possible really fun stuff in there, and uh, I'm not going to try to go into, again, too many details, so if you really want to go into this with a fresh mind, I don't want to give anything kind of away, but... Essentially what happens is the movie has to decide to focus on just a few of these Minion characters. Because as we already know, there's so many of them. There's like a plethora of Minion. So they have just three kind of take control or take over the main kind of like leading point of this movie. And because they do not speak English and because most of their eyes are covered... They really have to find a way to have these little characters do a lot of emoting based on their voice um, of how they're trying to get their little gibberish out. Uh, A little bit of eye movement, a lot of body movement to kind of show you like what they're experiencing, like what the minion's emotion is. And uh, we just lost Captain Logan, just in case you guys notice the shift. He'll be coming back here hopefully in a second. But I thought that they they had to do that. They had to just pull a few out and take them to the front. So I feel like the story for me just kind of, I don't know, maybe Aaron, you'll agree with this. It's sort of like a when, th- when people choose to go on an adventure together. So there's these three minions on this adventure together and the stereotypes of one being a leader and one being the underdog and then the other one being the goofball. And they kind of like play on that triad. They play on that little trio of characters. So, you know, the, the, the underdog is the one that kind of, like, has his coming-of-age story, and then the leader is the one that also has his own story. I think there was some good emotion in those evolutions of those characters, but it gets lost whenever you've got other things kind of going on, number one, and number two, they don't speak English, so you can't really understand them very clearly. So, yes, uh, Ida in the comments is like, Lord of the Flies for dummies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, that's basically it. And <laughs> kind we do of. And we do have cap back. We've got you back, right, Cap?
0: Uh yeah, as far as I, I think so. Okay, good. So,
1: in um, the BDG also in comments, I don't think you're supposed to go into this movie with a mind at all. Like, and, yeah. but I kind of wanted to. I wanted to go in and think like, "Oh, they're going to do something really clever with this."
2: Okay, but see, here's the thing. And I I get that excuse, right? You hear it with some movies. Like, turn your brain off, just go enjoy it, just go have a good time. I typically, that doesn't appeal to me. I want to have my brain active. Like I want to feel something. I want to think something. Right. In general, but I do get that feeling. But if you're gonna be that kind of movie, you better deliver on the brainless entertainment.
1: If you're gonna have a movie without English being the main, you need <laughs> right. to really take it to the next level. Because I wanted the same thing in a way. Here's what I was really curious about: Am I being too hard on a kids' movie? You know, like right. This is a kid's movie, so am I being too hard on it? Maybe I shouldn't have watched the first two movies, The Despicable Me's. Although, actually, I kind of am glad I did because I liked those stories.
2: That's what I'm saying. I think the first two movies show you what was missing even more in this movie. And it's not like The Despicable Me movies were like, you know, paragons of successful cinema. But they at least had a heart to them in a story because there was a central protagonist, Gru... Who you know matured? Who had something happen in his life that you know uh, that he worked through? In the first one, he had to work through you know his m- mom's treating him when he was growing up like he'd never accomplish anything. Yeah, and there's so he had a to work story there. There's a story there. And the second one, he had to work through his relationship issues. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: but this one, what is it? You know, this one it, it's it's more like the the min. It's a it's a long movie about minions meeting Gru. Right. You know, pretty much it's like. Here's what happened just a few minutes before they met Groot, like that. <laughs> but it's a more it, than a few it, minutes it, long. Honestly,
0: it's not. It, it's it's not even uh, you know that clever. It's more. Uh, here's a bunch of stuff that happened, and then tack him on at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a little tie. I did also a little bit want to talk about the villains, if I could. Absolutely, but before
2: that, I I wanted to say something about the humor. We kind of talked about the humor a little bit. Here's my main issue with the humor: why it doesn't work for me. It's not. Necessarily because it's immature, and it is immature. There's a lot of there, you know, kind of yeah. childish, you know, humor that DreamWorks. Although I don't do. think
1: it's crude. It's not like eh, it's occasionally so
2: it, crude. It didn't go as far as I thought it would. Which right. was, yeah,
1: so, that's yeah. yeah, It could have been worse.
2: <laughs> so that's not my issue. My issue is how repetitive it is with yeah. jokes that just don't work. So this whole movie has this running gag about the stiff upper lip that British have about drinking tea during. Weird things, and it happens like seven like times. Like on the nose the
1: humor, like yeah, what you would it's expect. Like,
2: I get it. It's funny that this crazy things going on, and the British person is still drinking tea. It wasn't that funny the first time, but the seventh time, <laughs> it's like it's even less fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it did it's that.
0: It's obvious way to go. Didn't we just do that in the second Muppets movie?
2: Yeah. It, in in it, in every joke, kind of seems that way, where yeah. they just pile it on, you know. And it's yeah. it's like okay, we get it. Do something new or original or or fun or you know what i mean
1: at the core i think this movie is definitely a fun night for a family you know this is like you want to go out with for a movie night with the kids you want to go buy some popcorn and some candy and sit together and watch a movie that you are going to have a good time and you know your kids are going to love this is for sure that movie so for adults though that are like looking for something with depth yeah i definitely suggest turning your brain off
2: Brenton in the comments says we will wear you down with our bad humor. Eventually you will laugh. I didn't. It, it, he's right though. It almost treats um, humor like torture. <laughs> like eventually we will make you laugh. We
1: will break you. Yeah,
0: going as far as having a torture scene that's not that funny.
1: Yes, that's true. That is true. Talk about the
2: villains, Danae. You wanted to go into that.
1: Yeah. So when I watch a movie that I know is aimed at kids, or I know there's kids in the movies, I always try to like put my little kid filter on and think like, what would they find terrifying in this film, or like, what would you want to like have a little warning about before going in? And some are worse than others. This one's actually not too bad, but there are this whole movie is based on the minions connecting with a variety of villains and there is this particular part where the villains kind of take over a central role and they're all chasing the minions I thought that would be as a kid pretty scary I don't know maybe I'm out of the loop because I don't watch you know a lot of movies anymore but like I think that kids might walk away with a couple of phobias a phobia of puddles and a (laughs) phobia of clowns because there's a couple of things in there that I was like whoa like that was I think that was kind of terrifying and then there's the torture chamber. So those were like the, one of my thoughts on the villains. But my main thought on the villain, and I'm really curious what you're going to think about this. I thought that Sandra Bullock was terrible.
2: Really? Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I've been really, really hoping to not say that. Like no,
2: I, no, you're fine.
1: I saw her name at the very beginning. You know, it said uh-huh. Sandra Bullock, and then as
2: Scarlet Overkill. But it
1: didn't say that, so no, I didn't, didn't know who she was going to be. Right. So then, like the main character, this the main uh, villainess in this movie, Scarlet Overkill. I, I just have I didn't enjoy her, and then probably about like three quarters of the way through the movie, I realized I wasn't connecting to her voice work. Not only that, but I thought that the animation, like, didn't match up with her mouth. Like, it's almost like her voice is very dead compared to the animation. And I just I could never get into that character. So
2: here is here is what I would take uh, from that. You know, you are saying that I've that never
1: I've never had these thoughts. Like usually, I am totally bought into a character.
2: I am not animated I,
1: with a with a voice work. This is the first time that one's really bugged me.
2: But I see all these movies, and right. this is a common problem with animation that I think happens when you cast by name and not by character. And I think they cast Sandra Bullock and they cast John Hamm by name. Instead of finding the right person for the character, let's go back to Inside Out since it's the most recent. You look at those emotions; they are cast by character. Lewis yeah. Black is the perfect character for anger. Phyllis Smith is the perfect character for, for sadness. sadness. Yeah, you could hear Instead it. of finding somebody who's a big name and then putting them into a role, and I think yeah. that's why there's a disconnect sometimes.
1: I just it's you not can that it's not that Sandra Bullock did a bad job. I just don't know that she has the dynamic voice for carrying forward a character that is like this that you know this main villainess who you know, I just I didn't really connect to her being very bad either I
0: think the character is just so generic that pretty much anybody could have played her and Maybe, they got yeah. Sandra Bullock because they could put her name on the top of posters
1: yeah I mean, that's that's kind of what yeah that's sort of what I was wondering if, if you guys had the same experience of going like I just Oh yeah, definitely
0: uh, I, I wouldn't have known it was her which in some ways I guess is a good thing because it's like well we'll see we didn't we didn't cast just because it's a recognizable voice, but then it kind of didn't matter that, that it was that it was her either. Like it just you know it, it wasn't it wasn't an impressive performance or anything. Uh, but then I'm not gonna blame Bullock because it's because there's 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 not there's nothing to that to that character. Uh, it's kind of like uh you know like like her backstory is like a D20 role. It's just okay. What obligatory. I uh, like like uh, like, you know, you know, personal hang up. Can we give th- this character to have, you know, issues? And I thought you could have had some kind of, you know, neat parallel thing going on where like she's. Uh, never been able to grow up because she thinks nobody loves her and she didn't she didn't have any direction and she didn't have uh, you know anyone to guide her and then the minions are are kind of children perpetually yeah. thing with that but we we didn't uh, and I think the, the, the biggest issue all around is just the initial premise in the first place this didn't have to be a prequel so like 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 the minions clearly from the outset in the despicable Me, in the, the despicable Moon movies were meant to be i'm pretty darn sure genetic experiments that grew did
1: i thought that that's what they're yeah i that's kind of what i thought when uh, someone mentioned that this was like an origins kind of story type thing i really did think it was going to be that they were an invention of some kind but we can get, get into that more in the spoilers um you know kind of the other thing i was um when you were talking about that captain logan I, I i'm realizing i didn't really have any character usually i have i can relate to a character in mm-hmm. some way like on yeah. a human level the most i can super 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 relate to talking gibberish and making up silly songs and not singing the correct words to it and just the reckless abandon that that childlike ability of the minions is I think a great beacon though. So like, despite all the other stuff that I don't think doesn't work, I love that they amplified that kind of minions are just like, they're like fun little kids that just are free to just be themselves. And they're they're I don't know. There's not a care in the world. They don't realize that they're in danger. They're just, you know, on a beautiful childlike adventure. And I, did love that feeling and that's what i related to if there was anything in the film i didn't relate to any of the you know human characters or didn't really get sunk in and you know feel anything for anybody but i did i did
2: well and you can never really feel anything for the minions because they're just this indestructible always like there's no
1: there's no
2: there's no peril for them you know the minions are never in peril so there's there's sure n- they are. <laughs>
1: they're, they're in peril. How? You just don't believe like you there's, How? there's a few there's a few scenes in this where they're in like danger, like they're in danger, but you somehow along the line and I don't know if it's because I watched the other despicable me movies, you believe they're indestructible. Right. So that's what I'm saying.
2: If they get let's just say like get shoot, shot with a lava gun, let's just say I just get this picture that you know, they would then blob back up into their form. Like, you know, it's
1: and we'll talk the, the, the more about that in the spoilers. About
0: how you can't even hurt them much <laughs> less kill
1: them. Yeah. So so there's there's not a lot of payout there either. Like the buildup of tension, you know. Like there's just not a lot of payout in this, except for the paying for the tickets to take your kids to go see it. That that's you're gonna fill the you're gonna fill that.
2: All right. Final thoughts on the Minions before we move on to our our next topic. Um, I think the. So let's let's do one more thing. Everybody pick one more thing about the movie you want to, you know, say or get out there. Uh, if you don't okay. have one, that's All fine. Right. Right. And I'll start. Okay. Uh, my one more thing is, and I've said this about other movies, specifically Penguins of Madagascar, I think, suffered the same thing. I think it is very, very difficult to take a secondary character who is uh, comic relief, especially, and make them the center of a movie. I think that is very, very tricky and in this moment can't think of a time when that's been done correctly. Penguins of Madagascar suffered the same thing. That's a comic relief secondary character and the movie just, you know, couldn't center center on them, and I think this movie, for the same reason, um, has a lot of issues. What
1: about you, Captain.
0: Uh, my co-host on our uh, review show this week uh, made a really a really neat point. She said that uh, we th- this was a curious low. She said th- that uh, this should have just been a series of shorts because the funniest stuff is funny without any context. So you don't need a cookie cutter formulaic story where you pretend like you've got you know like like an actual story to tell where you clearly don't. You just you just make it a variety show.
2: It's a great point. That's a great point. Danae, what about you? What's your one more thing?
1: Um wait for D V D. (laughs) <laughs> All right, moving on.
2: <laughs> I think that's good as far as the summary goes, right? Wait for DVD is good. I would say it's you might enjoy it with your family, but it's not going to stick with you. If you
1: love movie night with family, you love going to the theater. This is a this is a no brainer. You're going to yeah, go. Your kids are going to love it.
2: Literally a no brainer. <laughs> literally, don't you think, uh, Captain Logan? It's not like it's you know you're going to regret taking kids to it
1: no
0: no it's not no it's not offensive and like I said I I wish I was I was five because I would have liked it more you know I mean I took I took my uh, my five-year-old Jason and he liked it a lot yeah. Uh, and I have to be careful with him, too, because he'll he'll look at me at the end of a movie. He, he knows he knows that dad critiques things for a living. So <laughs> he'll he'll look over at me and see what I think of a thing. I made a mistake last year of telling him that I didn't like the, the Ninja Turtles movie and he's never gotten over it. He'll be oh, like, no, dad, why don't you like that movie. He asks me that all the time. So last night he looks at me and I had to be really careful to wipe the scowl off my face. <laughs> uh, I, we're at the end and we're leaving the theater. And he's like, So Dad, why didn't you like that? Movie and I was like, no, it was it was fine. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna analyze the thing. I'm not,
1: <laughs> for, for my kid.
2: No, that's I deal with that as well.
1: You know what I do wonder before we go on, just real quickly. I yeah. I do wonder what a kid's takeaway from this movie would be, because they're you know, like I said um, when we were having some tech issues and kind of getting Captain back. As I was saying, you know, these three characters, one of them being the underdog and has his story. I'm just wondering, like, which one of these minions kids can kind of like identify with. That'd be a fun conversation to have.
0: I, I think that all that the differences that you're talking about yeah. are are, dis- are pretty much discussed only, mm-hmm. and that kids aren't going to care about that, and it's going to go over their heads. Uh, there, there's, there's not there's not going to be a takeaway for a lot of kids. I think so much is just it's like a theme park ride. You, you enjoy it while you're there. Yeah, um, I think the, the kids away- are going to go back to Lego Movie and they're going to go back to Monsters University before they go back to. This. You're
1: right. The takeaway uh, is it- just going to be someone going King Bob, and they're not going <laughs> to remember anything about that. So yeah, banana. Right. Right.
0: Uh, that's, that's yes, it. and yeah. banana. Uh, can you guys answer me a question? Are are they are are they obsessed with bananas just because they sort of look like bananas? Is that the joke?
1: I don't know. I
0: don't know that. I I, don't,
1: ne- I never got it. I think it was because when they said banana, it just people thought it was funny, and so they keep going back to that. That's, I think that's, that's probably, my assumption. kind of
0: thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like right. We
1: stumbled on something funny. Let's drive it into the ground.
2: I think that's probably right. All
1: right, let's move on.
2: Yeah, let's chat a little uh, about Patreon before we go into the next topic.
1: Shoe the Dough is created because our supporters make it possible. So we have right now about 20 people that uh, give money to uh, Studio DNA so that we can produce Shoe the Dough. And we have other things we would like to do, but right now it's just all about making sure that Shoe the Dough gets to five days a week. Right now we're at two days a week, today being Friday at noon and also Tuesdays at noon. And when we get to fifty more dollars a month, we will go to our third day a week. So we're really excited about that. So this happens because you decide to give whatever you can, whether it be a dollar a month, or three dollars a month, or ten. Whatever you can do is really, really appreciated. And thank you to our patrons. And
2: this is a good time to mention: we just upgraded all of our rewards, so we moved them all up a notch. So we uh, created a one dollar a month gift. You can do one dollar a month if you want. And that gets you the all the the extra content that we put on Patreon. So, for instance, we'll record a bonus segment every podcast we do. So twice a week, um, we will record a bonus segment that will be available only for supporters. And to be a supporter, all it takes is a dollar a week.
1: So patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Aaron and Danae. We'll get you to our Patreon page and you can read all kinds of information there. If you have any questions, just let us know. There's lots of ways to reach out to us. Or if you're just looking for a fast link and you know our website better, ErinAndDenae.com, just click on Patreon.
0: Should
2: be a lot of fun. And Cap, you just started a Patreon as well,
0: didn't you? We did, indeed, yeah. We did just this week, and I think we're on day
2: four. Awesome. Nice.
1: It's I, a great site. I, it's
2: a great site, and it's a great way if you've got content you love from people who – you know, kinda need that support to make it happen, kinda that Kickstarter kind of feel.
1: We did we accidentally say dollar a week? We meant a dollar a month. Thank yes. you, Bonnie, for helping if we yeah. men.
2: I mean a dollar a week is what, four dollars? So you could do the three dollars yeah. <laughs> a month if you want to do about a dollar a week.
1: But it is a monthly subscription, so thank you for catching that in the and, comments.
2: And should mention that if you do go up to three dollars a week, there's more perks, perks. There's extra perks. If you go up to ten dollars a week, 30, I think we do a monthly hangout yep. you know with you at ten dollars a week and then thirty and so forth. So but yeah, we tell people the dollar's a great place to start to just do a dollar a month. I do keep saying week and I apologize.
1: Well, we are a weekly it's, podcast. It's,
2: uh, it's just wishful thinking.
1: <laughs> we're people. We make That's absolutely errors.
2: right. Uh, we're just also people uh, Ready for this segue? We're also people who get really excited about things. Uh, man, am I an X-Files fan. And man, they have just Since they've been pushing for this you know, new reboot of the X-Files coming up here in the fall, it has tweaked me in a way I didn't realize I was, I was ready.
1: Let me just tell you, from the inside the studio perspective Earlier this week, something popped up onto your news feed, Aaron, about X-Files, and we, like, lost you. <laughs> we were supposed to be doing something else. Aaron's just like, he couldn't, and he you were trying, Aaron. You really were trying. You were like, okay, no, I got it. I can watch this later. But you could tell. It was kind of like, you couldn't let it and you go. Know,
2: you know what's funny? And, Cap, you may have seen this, too. It was just, like two split seconds of new scenes from the new series it's, it's at the end of this promo for this thing they're doing where they're showing an episode of the X-Files every day leading up to you know, the new series or whatever and, yeah, at, I not, and at the end of this 60 second promo there's literally two seconds of new footage <laughs> from the new show.
1: It was very disappointing for him.
2: It just well, it had still just kind of flipped me out for a while just to, you know, see Mulder and Scully back together. So first before we kind you of You
1: were fanboying it all. I
2: out. am totally an X-Files fanboy and I don't think I realized how much I was because it's been dormant for so long inside of me. (laughs) It's like this brought it back up. So talk about your own experiences uh, with the X-Files because I want to know if it's a show you guys liked when it was on, if you've enjoyed it, how much of it you've watched. Cap, we'll start with you. What's your relationship to the X-Files?
0: Yeah, uh, I watched it here and there while it was on. I had a friend back in uh, junior nine high school that was just obsessed with it, and she had a friend that uh, came over every week, and no one else was invited, and they watched that show. And <laughs> uh, she she got me uh, even, I, I guess, more into it than I had been before. Um, I, I I saw the the movie when it came out. My dad and I would occasionally watch it, um, and I always I always liked it a lot. Um, I enjoyed the feeling of being lost. Uh, it was it, it was you know it was. It was a fun show um, in, in sort of uh, a, a creepier uh, but but similar spirit as um, uh, uh, what I even even thinking of um, Rod Serling stuff, where you'd where where you go in and you kind of sort of know what's going on uh, and you get really emotionally invested in things and uh, it's really intriguing and then you get to the end and you think about it for five minutes and you go I still have no idea what in the world is going <laughs> on. We forget this. That, we that forget- was the point of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like like that. That's that's not a thing to criticize, really. Now you can you can complain that uh, that the, the mythology stuff is too much that way. Uh, that 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 ultimately a lot of that was was really convoluted and it didn't feel like there was enough of a direction and it, and the show just kept going. But as far as the, those the singular episodes, um, that was kind of the format. I always like to think of it as like fictionalized unsolved mysteries.
2: That's a great way to say it, Danae. What was your experience with the X Files? And feel free, by the way, to comment with your own, you know, thoughts on the X Files in the in the comments as well. Did
1: we have one from Ida just a moment ago? Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah, she says Ida says she wasn't addicted to it, but she liked it, thought it was interesting, uh, and loved the premise.
1: So I, when I think of X Files, I'm back into you know high school again, like you said, Captain Logan, with just having friends that were totally obsessed with it. I never really got into it. Um, I think part of it was just the home environment, not something that I was really ever even allowed to watch or encouraged to watch. I think it was just, you know, deeper, scarier stuff. It was more horror in my mind. Um, But when The Fringe came out, I started watching The Fringe. And I remember being told that it was very similar to X-Files and that you've got these, you know, mysterious things that are happening that are otherworldly that you know is all being covered up by different secrets of the government and I was like man I can see myself getting into it and I loved watching The Fringe so much that I decided to go and watch just a couple of uh, X-Files episodes and so I caught a couple of them and it had that same vibe to it but of course you know it's now older and Mm -hmm. so there's this really fun nostalgia of just you know the jargon that they would have and the way that they dress and you know it's got the good '90s lipstick going on. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all the stuff I usually write. So I, my my experience with it is um, basically through other people experiencing the show and them flipping out when things happened. And I will never forget. The day that there was a screaming match over the Smoking Man, I do not know anything about Smoking Man. All I know is that there was a couple people that were really passionately talking about it. I had no idea what was going on.
2: Wow, that's interesting. I think for me, it hit me at that sweet spot. Um, I'm, you know, I'm older than you, Danae, and so I was in college when it was kind of going strong. And so I was out on my own for the first time and choosing my own entertainment. And it was, you know, it was one of those things that was on the darker and creepier you know, side of things that I like to watch. But it was so interesting and so well done and so cinematic. It was cinematic at that point, like nothing on TV had ever really been.
1: Yeah, it was going into these different topics that had not been gone into. Yeah, and it felt
2: like a big screen show. You know, it felt like movies every week. It felt like you were getting a little, you know, movie, a little miniature movie every week, and, and I just remember being so in awe of it. And I, I look back, and maybe you guys can comment on this as well, um, about how it's, you know, influenced television since then. It really was one of the first serialized shows like that that actually had, uh, you know, story arc episodes that were unresolved. You know, up until that point, most television resolved every episode. Yeah. They told a, you know...
1: Like a complete story. Right. And it had
2: full episodes. They called them... I mean, they even, (sighs) you know, kind of started their own terminology for those kind of things. They called them mythology episodes. You know, these were the episodes that weren't going to be complete stories. They're just going to move you along the mythology. See, I
1: love it when a show comes along like that that's willing to change the boundaries of you know, what we're used to in modern day storytelling, storytelling on television or even in movies. Um, I'm going to do a throw over to Lost as an example, though I did not watch Lost until it was into its second to last season. I and then I binge watched all of them to get caught up. I remember friends in uh, that are so passionate about different uh, mediums talking about that they were willing to just kill off characters and how that was so not what you expected and they were really just breaking into these you know, you can't do these things because A plus B equals C, which is a good show and people will watch if you do A plus B. And I love it when the show says, I'm not I'm just gonna take some risks here. We're gonna do something completely different. Yeah. And in that way fringe is an A plus B equals C show versus X Files being that one that really just breaks the mold. So I think I would molder. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. I did it. Yeah. I made a good joke. <laughs> So I I would be interested in watching it. Um, in the comments just a second ago, it was mentioned, um, that it's a good binge watch, uh, and I think it was Ida actually maybe mentioned to uh, get through the first few shows, which uh, are intro to kind of more and then kind of get more into the meat of it. So. Uh, which is always a good thing to do whenever you're getting into a new show.
2: I, uh, I, I want to talk about that. I want to give people some instruction if they've never watched The X-Files or only watched a little bit about, you know, if they want to watch this new series, kind of what should they do? Um, before I get to that, though, Cap, did you have you anything you wanted to say about how the show has influenced... You know other TV shows since then and culture, anything along those lines.
0: First of all, ever since today brought up loss, all I can think about is a grudge match between the cigarette smoking man and the smoke monster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who would win? Comment now. Let's go.
2: If that video doesn't exist on YouTube somewhere, it should.
0: It, it needs to. It's a crime. Uh, yeah. Ha- yeah. Yeah. If you make that hashtag, Captain Logan. Anyway. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's had it's 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 had an enormous amount of influence. Um. And and I mean, I and, and within it it's that much of a phenomenon. Obviously, positive and negative. Uh. You know, you guys were talking about how it kind of created the, that format of doing uh those singular stories that wrap up at the end, but then having a big overarching uh, story in the background. Um. It didn't invent that, obviously, but it was so popular that it started making a lot of other shows do more of that and um, what you had after that were a lot of shows where uh, it would start off seeming like it was gonna just be an episodic kind of show uh, with a lot of one and done episodes and then um, like like kind of Kind of uh, evolve, uh, n- not very naturally into now everything has to be archy because that's what the shows are now, uh, and I think I, I, I think X Files uh, is somewhat responsible for that. Um, but but as far as uh, the cinematic thing, I mean, like I don't think you could have Twenty Four without X Files. Like there's a there's a lot of shows that aren't even in the same genre that were hugely hugely influenced by that. I also think that a lot of shows that wouldn't have otherwise had a horror bent had horror events because of X-Files. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's a great point as well. The only other thing I would say, too, is the X-Files, in the way it was handled towards the end of its run, has had an impact on shows like this, like Lost. You know, Lost looks at the X-Files that eventually went nine seasons, but you could safely say was pretty much done at six. <laughs> you know, like those those last three seasons, uh, they were really just trying yeah. to milk a dry cow. And uh, and Lost That's looks at that. Such
1: an awkward visual. Okay,
2: go ahead. <laughs> and Lost looks at that and goes, "We don't want that to happen. We're going to set our end date." You know, and I think that had a lot to do. I think that had a lot to do with the X Files and seeing how that petered out. Instead of you know setting it and just saying, "Okay, audience, this is where we're finishing."
1: I would,
0: and then you look at other shows like Dexter, and you sure wish
2: they had followed suit. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: funny you mentioned Dexter. Dexter is really popular in the comments right now. But
2: but you're absolutely right. Last season of Dexter was awful. See, I I never saw Dexter. Yeah,
0: the last couple weren't great. I mean, like that that show stopped being great at four.
2: Was season four the one with, um, oh, the guy from 30 Rock from the Sun? I just uh,
0: uh, John Lithgow, Lithgow, yeah. Was
2: that season four? Yeah. That and was phenomenal. Was
0: interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, still not nearly. I don't know. That's one of those shows that has such a killer first season. You almost can't beat it.
1: So what's interesting, though, is that we're talking about X-Files, but we've been able to reference so many yeah. other really interesting shows, and it is, again, because there's there's just those breakout shows that have such a great following. I think it's a smart time for them to revive and bring some life back into that storyline and kind of get back into it. And, of course, even though I haven't really watched any of the originals, my concern will always be, is it going to be good? Remake it. Bring it back to life. Make it good.
0: And well, re- I, think, I think it's really important that we not throw around the word uh, uh, re- remake or reboot because it's not that. It's just a continuation. Yeah, I mean they're just you know you know it's I mean it's the same cast it's it's present day they're they're just they're just coming back and doing some more uh, and as far as uh, everything I've read it doesn't look like they're they're doing mythology stuff it looks like it's going to be pretty much six uh, individual stories which is fantastic if that's if that's the way they're planning it
2: yeah the, those episodes were always called monster of the week episodes. You know, and that's—it looks like that's what they're doing—is they're doing like six monster of the week type episodes, and I think that's perfect. By the way, I think yeah, I think they kind of Keep drained. I think they kind of drained any goodwill for the mythology with the movies. Yeah, uh, I think. although
0: I will say that, well, I, I not with the movies. I'd say more with with uh, with the last couple seasons, Aaron. I mean, like the like the first movie is integral. Uh, yeah, no, to, the first movie is actually good. I actually enjoy the first. movie. And the movie. second movie was was more of a monster of a week thing. It just wasn't a it just wasn't a good story. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. I take that, it back. That wasn't a mythology right. thing at all. Uh, that, that was actually an attempt to do what they're doing. It just I'm just hoping that that Chris Carter's got some better ideas than he did that time because yeah, that, 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 was, that wasn't great. Uh, no, what's great about the about doing it this way if that's if that's indeed what they're doing is uh, that pretty much anybody will be able to watch it even if they weren't uh, you know big fans of the thing before. Um, but I was also gonna say that uh, that as much as the mythology stuff was kind of milked and done uh, the the uh, there's been a uh, season 10 uh, IDW comic running uh, that just actually uh, uh, that season just finished up and um, they did as well, with it as you could possibly you could possibly imagine, it's, it's it's pretty great. And was surprised to find uh, to find out that because like like you know when that ended, I was like, yes, of course they have to they have to cancel it and finish it because we're getting new X Files on television. They're doing a season eleven. They're gonna they're gonna keep going with it. I'm really I'm really surprised by that. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to put a quick plug in real quick for the comics because they're they're wonderful and uh they they have this that same format where and, and the, those guys have a wonderful voice for the characters. But they have uh, they have the same format where it's sometimes Monster of the Week and it's. Sometimes mythology stories And um, some of the stories Are four, six parts And some of them Are just, you know, you know One or two issues And um, it's, it's great I recommend that to anybody
2: I'm really glad You mentioned that And I, that's, you know One of the things I love how in touch You are with kind of The, the, the culture The culture of the comics Because sometimes We forget those of us Who love stories that people are actually still telling those stories in comic book forms, especially people like me who just haven't been into comic books for my life, and that's just such a great reminder that it's there. If you want, if you want to continue to interact with these places, if
1: you can read, it's there. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> if you can put letters together. Um, so yeah. So briefly, we've Woo-hoo! got about we've got about five minutes before we want to head to our next topic. So in five minutes, if each of us could say, maybe one episode or one thing that people should, you know, from the X-Files, Denae, you may not know this having just come to it.
1: Well, it's good that you're going here because my question that I was going to pose is, as somebody who hasn't really gotten into the X-Files, what would be a good launching point? So I feel like kind of you're basically what you're about to say is would really help somebody Yeah, one or two
2: episodes. Cap, what do you think? What's, What's something you would recommend people see to kind of get into that universe?
0: Wow, um, and it's and it's been a while since I've gone back to it. In fact, I'm, I'm just about to uh, qu- quick quick plug. I'm actually just about to uh, go back and start binging that again. And Eric and I are going to be doing um, uh, b- full full uh, uh, hour videos on every season until the new show comes out. Uh, so I'm going to be going back to it, but. Um, Uh, I would say really any of the standalone episodes from the first couple seasons uh, before it gets more polished looking, because um, I think some of the charm of that show is how gritty and cheap it looks early on. And I don't mean cheap in a bad way. I mean, like, like there's production value, but it looks real. It's got it's got that it's got that in common with something like Blair Witch. Uh, And I really just just like like go back go back to first and second season and kind of pick one. Out of the hat um probably probably my favorite is the introduction to uh, the ch- the chess playing kid with telekinesis oh yeah yeah that's a good episode
1: BDG mentions that streaming on Netflix.
0: Cool. Oh, yeah. good, to know. Yeah. good to know. It has been for a long time. So, uh, in fact, it, it, that's one of the first shows that they were streaming, and it's never left. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, we won't lose it. We won't lose it like we did uh. Twenty Four just before Twenty Four came back. Uh. When, the, when when they did the the uh, the, the mini series for Twenty Four, they pulled it and Um, I'm hoping that doesn't happen with X-Files especially because they're both Fox shows nice I would
2: absolutely say watch the pilot I think that's essential it it really sets up the characters really really well and at the end of the day it really is Mulder and Scully that tie me in you know and that's why the show you know Mulder and Scully were gone after season you know six well I think Molder was gone after season five, or Scully. One of them left after season five, and the other one after season six, I think.
1: That know. was
0: such a big deal. Yeah, well, but it's coming back every now and again. They kind of did. They kind of no, It was the same. It Mulder wasn't was
1: the same. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it, no, it never like, was uh, the same. No,
0: it certainly wasn't. Um, but it was. I think it was later than that. It was like I think it was like seven. But yeah, I don't know. And Doggett just never did it for me.
2: No, no, not at all. um And then the others I would mention is there's a. In the first season, I think, there are two episodes with the same monster, uh, Squeeze and Tombs, I think. Uh, Oh, yeah. I would recommend those. Watching both of those is kind of an example of uh, kind of the creepy, icky factor that X-Files does. They really, in those episodes, um, stretched those muscles. Uh, And then I would, for the quirkiness of the X-Files, because that's something we haven't really talked about, how quirky that show was, too. uh, I would recommend finding, I think it's from season three, Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Brilliant episode, lot very meta. It's almost an episode about the show itself, and you know now a lot of movies and TV shows do that meta thing where they're kind of about themselves. Then it wasn't that common, but the X Files did it really well. So Jose Chung's from Outer Space is, is one that I would recommend uh, as well. Interestingly enough, um, we're going to do uh, we're going to move on to our last segment here. But interestingly enough, one we talk about secondary characters that don't, you know, necessarily work on their own, people forget there was an X-Files spinoff TV show. It lasted like 12 episodes. Yeah, it was based on The Lone Gunman, that group of of nerds that helped Mulder and Scully out, and it was awful, you know, and it completely failed. And again, because you made kind of the the humor sidekicks the main thing. What we're going to do is for our bonus segment uh, for this episode, we're going to talk about uh, pieces of pop culture that take the secondary character and make them the main character and talk about some of our favorites uh, for that. So if you're a Patreon uh, supporter, you'll see that pop up in the Patreon feed. But we're going to finish off this episode with our buried treasures, like we do every single episode.
1: Woohoo! This is when we sift through pop culture, and we talk about the little golden nuggets that we find out there.
2: Yeah, so... I'm excited for mine. All right, well, why don't you start then, Danae? What do you got? What's your buried treasure this week?
1: I found a link to a website that streams mystery songs Science Theater
2: 3000. Wow. So
1: if you remember the show Mystery Science Theater 3000, which was uh, my cousin's favorite show. And so then, of course, I liked it, too, because my cousin was awesome. So I had to do and had to like what he liked. <laughs> I was introduced. I was like, I want a gumball. Who's that? <laughs> a gumball machine. So but they uh, when you go to it, it's Pluto TV slash watch. Slash MST3K. I will link it in the show notes so you can just find it there real quickly. And the reason you mention
2: this is because it's not just like it's streaming where you can watch it. No, it's streaming it's, to a live audience who is interacting yes. in comments, and so, so there's all these people watching it exactly. at the same time. When you
1: land on the oh, that's neat. When you land on the page, the movie's already started. There's a chat room that's already going. People are already listening to it, and you can kind of see what's coming up. So. Uh, I tuned in for like 10 or 15 minutes earlier today just to kind of see what was going on. And it's just like a fun little community. So if you like Mystery Science Theater 3000, if you've never tried one out, it is a lot of fun, super quirky, and um, it's just a good way to put something on in the background. I'm going to be doing the Google Chrome thing later and popping it up on the TV when I get home. Oh, the Chromecast? My Chromecast, yeah. Those things
2: are nice. The
1: Chromecast? You should do
2: that for a buried treasure sometime. Well, that's yours. No, I've got, I've got uh, one that I want to okay. use. Okay. Um, You know what's cool about that, about Mystery Science Theater, is that is the perfect thing just to hop in at any point. It's not like you have to know the plot of the movie. You can hop in at any point. It's the perfect thing to watch in community and kind of...
1: Should mention, if you don't know what it is, um, and you don't like people talking over movies, (laughs) this will not be for you. The whole premise is that, you know, this guy and his three buddies all talk over a movie and, you know... And make commentary but on the bad
0: happening. movies. They're like
1: they're re- they're really bad that's movies. That's the whole point. Yeah. They're like B rated or less.
0: Yeah. Well, every now and again they'll do they, they would do one that was not deserving of it.
2: Yeah. Well and now they do the uh they do the commentary tracks for all the movies that come out. Those are um, fun too. Uh they're not as good though. They're not as good as the Mystery Science Theater things.
0: They're, they're not. They're not. Although I did want to mention that since Danae brought that up, that uh, they're, they're, they just did rift tracks live for Sharknado Two, and they're, re, they're rerunning it um, in, in the theater of Fandango uh, on the sixteenth, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and see that because I missed it when they did it live. That's cool. So they're doing I, a live rift tracks yeah yeah and they, they do they do that several times a year. i uh, I went to the Godzilla 1998
1: one. I think I would do a great job funny. at that. I kind of always wanted to do that like <laughs> I, I realize I think I have a pretty good you know uh, wit about me when Terminator last week because I was talking over Terminator and that was so much fun for me.
2: Well, you know what we should do? Uh, Caps just up the road in Kansas City. We should talk to the draft house in Kansas City and see if they'll let the three of us come in and talk over a movie. That'd be, be a, that'd be fantastic. I mean, they do stuff to, like that. Do,
0: to do it professionally, of course, you've got to write out all, all the jokes ahead of time.
1: No, <laughs> I refuse. I no refuse. preparation. That's, I want to. That's how. I want to. That's how we do it. Of course, that's how the mst 3 nope, k guys do it. No,
0: <laughs> no, it
1: is. It is in the moment genius. <laughs> They have a big slurp of Big Gulp with a lot of caffeine. They sit down and they just go. That's all off the top of their head. all off the top of their head. Off the top
2: of their scully. (laughs) See what I did there?
1: As you Well, well, then, today,
0: you shouldn't go to Rift Tracks Live because you won't like that you can see that they're standing at podiums and read it.
1: I'll be heckling them. Put your notes away. Use your (laughs) smarts. (laughs) <laughs> and then you'll feel dumb because
0: you're in a building that they're not in. <laughs> that's right. That's it's right. It's being streamed of the anywhere.
1: Yeah. No, what I'll about, heckle. I'll heckle them.
2: What about you, Cap? What's your buried treasure?
0: <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention a program that I use called uh, Collectors. It's uh, the word collector with a Z instead of an S so that it sounds mm-hmm. cool and it pops out and you notice it. Uh, it's uh, it's collectors.com it is a uh, archiving program that I've been using for uh, for several years now uh, for comic books but they have um, database programs for uh, all kinds of stuff and I think it's still like 30 bucks a piece uh, I'm about to do I'm about to catalog my movie collection and so I'm gonna get the movie one uh, there's a movie one there's a book one I think there's a music one and uh, it's it's the best database the hands down uh, the best database I've ever found uh, somebody asked me about it uh, the other day, uh, one of my one of our uh, Patreon subscribers. So I so I thought I'd uh, I'd mention it here. Um, we basically what you do is uh, you, you catalog uh, your whole collection, but it's really uh, efficient because you can either you know do it manually where you type in the thing and you hunt for it and you and you put in all the all the issues or whatever whatever we're talking about for whatever kind of thing you're you're archiving. Um, but you also can uh, type in the uh, numbers under the barcode and you can and you can even uh, use use a, a, a scanner app on your phone and scanning barcodes uh, and get all your stuff in that way. And the amount of information that they have for uh, each item is, uh, is is astounding. It's really extensive, uh, and you don't have to add very much, if at all, any of it yourself. Uh, and with comics, and and this is this is the same again of uh, of, of movies and books and stuff. Um, I one of the, one of the reasons I like to use that particular program is because uh, of the gallery layout, where uh, you you can you can see all your covers, um in uh. In Crystal clear, really, really big JPEGs, and uh, you can um, you can move across it. Uh, in in like it looks kind of JavaScript, and um, and, and, and you, there's kind of like a sort of a museum uh, kind of cover flip uh, thing where you can you can look at your whole collection, and you can make sure that you because these days we have so many variant covers, uh, you can make sure that you're that you're uh, looking at the covers that you actually have. Uh, it's a really it's a really nice and easy way to to go in and uh, gap fill and figure out what you're missing and what you. You need to go on eBay and, and pick up, and uh, when you're when you're out at a comic store or whatever, uh, you can sync it up with your phone. It's got an app, and uh, you, you can you can take it with you. And so when you're out shopping, you that's can awesome. you can go in and not only see a list of all the things that you own, but actually specifically the covers and see which ones you're missing. That's, wow, that awesome. sounds genius.
1: <laughs> the age of the internet. It's
0: wonderful, and one one time cost of thirty dollars, and it's always online. Very Hello. cool. Very cool. Um, My Buried Treasure
2: is a new show uh, that's on HBO, so I guess my first thing would be the asterisk that says, this is an HBO show, so know that. HBO
1: (laughs) means adult, okay, everybody? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, But it's called Ballers, and it stars uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And he is so good. Like he, I've just decided he is—he may be the most charismatic actor we have working today. Like he just—he loves he, what he
1: does. He is having a good story? time.
2: I—I wow. I said maybe. I'm willing to hear other choices. <laughs> who I, who, I, who I, is more charismatic than The Rock on screen?
0: Well, I don't know. I was just surprised to hear you say that. That's—I mean, I haven't seen him uh, in anything recently.
2: Um, I just saw him in San Andreas, and that movie's not great, but he is. Like, it's just, you know. So, anyways, he just has this presence about him that draws you in, and it's the same in this TV show. It's three episodes in. Um, It's about professional football players and kind of what they try to do after they're out of professional football. Um, And so, it kind of deals on some of those topics. It does the thing that HBO does where it's kind of dramedy. uh, You know, it's a dramedy. It's kind of drama. It's kind of comedy. Yeah. so the
1: comments fun. kind of blew up when you said HBO ballers. Uh-huh. Um, we have a lot of people laughing and uh, making comments. But uh, there's a question: Is it ballers, b a w l e r s? Is it b a l l e r s? Like, what are we? What are we getting into? B a
2: l l e r s, ballers, like football players.
1: Oh. Ballers. Mm-hmm. And I
0: just gotta ask the question, being on HBO, does it have as much explicit sex as Rome did? I'm just... <laughs> a- Rome was on Showtime, wasn't it?
1: Ballers. Oh, was it? I thought that was an HBO thing. Okay, I don't, well, I don't remember. 20 inch they, on the Impala. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: that um, wasn't like a premise that would require any explicit sex, but I'm, posi- but I'm sure there is some, right?
1: In the comments, we have... My friend is in the comments right now, and she watched Rome and just like, <laughs> she loved it. She was not Always yet. raving about it. Like yeah. every time I went to her house it was her on the couch in Rome and she's just like, You've gotta watch this, so. It's so
2: weird because once Game of Thrones is on T V, it's like nothing else is you know, it's like there's no there's no more um lines to cross. So Yeah, that's it's, true. It, I would say it's somewhere between, you know, Game of Thrones and
0: you know speaking whatever. of his Aaron, charisma Aaron, Aaron, I looked it up for the record I am I'm, I'm right Rome was on HBO Okay good good yeah. to know
1: Um oh sorry if I didn't realize that was a question I could have answered that cuz again my friend was completely <laughs> obsessed with it But um I would say also if you're an Instagram person following The Rock on Instagram is great fun He does hilarious videos they are very fun and he's Constantly working out—it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> nice, it's fantastic.
1: It really is. Like, he has t- nice
0: arms.
1: He, it's a- it's a- but he's like—he gets very vocal. It's—it's like, it's a. Whoa, guys! I was making my acceptance speech, and I just got cut off. <laughs> now I, I feel- know what they feel I like. Talking
2: about the Rock exercising was as good a place as any That's to a start good place the outro. To stop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate you joining in. Cap, it is certainly amazing to have you back on the show. Hope it's not the last time. Hope we get to do this. I know family situation, in middle of middle of the day, that kind of stuff can, can make it difficult to get here, but we love having you in. Uh, and, oh, I'm going to
0: do my level best. This was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're stuff. glad
1: you're able to, to hop in. And as always... This episode of Sif Pop will be available in the iTunes and Stitcher feed tomorrow, along with show notes where we include links to a lot of the things we've talked about. You can comment on those and the conversation continues. For those that support us uh, at a particular level on Patreon, you can actually catch this episode here in just a little bit. We'll have it up on Patreon.com.
2: As well as, if you're on Patreon, you'll get that bonus segment where we talk about uh, pop culture pieces the secondary characters took center stage. We'll each uh, we'll play favorites and pick our favorites. And if you subscribe to Sif Pop, you'll get spoilers. On uh, the minions, we'll talk a few spoilers as well, so you can look for all those things,
1: guys. Thank you so much for being in the comments today. There's yeah. still so many of you hanging out in the comments. We and love it. Listening on other devices through our website and such. So thanks for making the chat so amazing today. It was definitely my favorite chat so far.
2: Check out uh, Captain Logan at Geekvolution on YouTube. You can check him out there, and of course, Aaron and Danae at Aaron and Danae. Dot com. And thanks for joining us. Uh, I've got to go check out The Rock's Instagram.
1: <laughs> we'll see you on Tuesday for the next live episode of Shoe the Dough.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.